We got to get to it because this is going to be fucking wild and long. Are you ready? Sure. Gosh, I don't even want to start this. There's so many, so many angles here. Hmm. I should have thought about this before now. Yeah, aren't you the host? Yeah. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there in season two. <laughs> you always are really just upset and like visibly upset and like sometimes to the point of tears um and tantrums about the fact that we always talk about ghosts that are from the 1800s um yeah oh yeah i mean i, I remember the i remember some of the tantrums yeah but yeah of course yeah, i remember all of them very vividly worst part of the podcast worst part of the <laughs> podcast hands down well we're f- we're fixing that today because this ghost is a story from the year of our Lord, 2001. Oh my gosh. Yeah, quite recent. Holy cow. Especially on the ghost timeline. Yeah, that's like yesterday in the ghost timeline. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you, what were you doing in 2001? You had, you're older than me, so 2001 was the year I graduated high school, so mm-hmm. you were in college already. Yeah, 2001. I think I was still changing your diapers. And, um, <laughs> okay. yeah. No, I think in like I was... a sexual way, not like a baby <laughs> way. Uh... Turn of the century college, you know, we were we were all happy to survive that Y2K bug, and we just kind of let it all hang out back then. That's um, right. The yeah. world was a crazy place. <clears throat> yeah, everyone was this like was... convinced, convinced yeah. that that was going to be the end of it right there. Anyway, <laughs> so 2001, there's a man named Stephen Lachance. Okay. And he probably pronounced it Lachance, although if that were my name, I would be like Lachance. You know, Lach- that feels, I'd tell everyone, like, my name is Stephen Lachance. So Stephen Lachance was, I mean, he was desperate to find a place to live. He, so his situation was he lived in a very small, very cramped apartment with his three children. Mm. He and his wife had been divorced. And so he, but he had, um, he won custody of the children. And so it was him and two boys and a girl. The girl was the oldest and then a middle boy and then a a younger boy, Mm -hmm. which will become important later. So he's a single father at this point three kids they're in this very small apartment and he's just like i i got we there i we have to find a bigger place like you've mm-hmm. got three kids you know if you were in like a small i think it was a two-bedroom apartment yeah yeah we we were in Would a you love that or or not love that uh i yeah it was it was total misery yeah i mean like complete 24 7 misery um, were you in a small apartment yeah we point? were we were in, yeah, we were in a small, we moved back here. We were in a small apartment. We only had two at that point. Um, and three, I think, uh, three would have killed somebody in the house. I think that would have been, that would too much. So yeah. Yeah, even two in a little, in a little apartment like that was, was way too much. Where, where does this guy live by the way? Or did he well, live? Well, that's a great question, Patrick. We're coming to that very shortly because it's important. Um, he wanted to stay close to his parents. He had a very mm-hmm. good relationship with them. And he wanted to stay in the town where he had grown up. Mm-hmm. That town was Union, Missouri. Oh, I know of Union, Missouri. And I know more of Union, Missouri because it's essentially my hometown. Right. I grew up in Villa Ridge, Missouri, which is, um, it's, it's, I, you could call it one town over, although Villa Ridge is unincorporated, technically mm-hmm. speaking. So actually, we were basically Union. So yep. this is essentially my hometown. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you a ghost story that I just learned about this 
is the wildest shit. And it was happening while I was living there and I had no idea. Um, and I should note too, this is this story. Uh, the, the tip for this came from my very good friend, Jordan, mm-hmm. who listens to this podcast. So thank you, Jordan, so much for this, because this is an excellent ghost story. Jordan also grew up um, near Union in a town called Washington. Oh. So. <clears throat> All right. Stephen Lachance needed a, a house. He needed space, right? He was looking sure. and looking in the, the classifieds. Mm-hmm. And he finally found an ad for a house for rent. It's a three-bedroom house, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's not it's not a bedroom for everyone, but it's it's pretty good, right? Sure. It's, yeah, um, right. It's, it's big enough for the whole family for sure. And it's got a yard, a pretty big yard, really. It's got a nice sizable yard. It's in a quiet neighborhood. Um, Union, Missouri, I guess I should say for listeners, is not a, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite rural. And in 2001, even more, you know, rural than it is today. It's a, it's a kind of a quiet, sleepy, old railroad town that is now, you know, it's some parts have kind of fallen into Ruin is the wrong word. <laughs> it's only I think of. I don't mean to offend anyone in the union. It's fine, but it's a it's a you know it's a quiet, very rural, classic town. Mm-hmm. About an um, hour outside of St. Louis. Yeah, about an hour. Ish. Yeah, take forty four out from St. Louis, and then on mm-hmm. the fifty, and then you're right there. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah. It's an easy easy little jaunt if you ever want to go visit Union. They have um, <laughs> a pretty good community college there. Well, there you go. There you and go. Apparently, a ghost <laughs> and. And boy, quite a ghost. So he sees this ad for this three bedroom house and he thinks this is perfect. It's in the town where I grew up. I know, you know, it's, it's exactly, it checks all the boxes mm-hmm. and it was in his price range. So he applies and he talks to the woman who owns it. She's like, well, I've got, you know, I've got a few people applying, but I'll let you know. And he gives her his whole story and says like, you know, I've got these three kids and I'm a single father and we could really use a space, blah, blah. And that seems to work because a week later he gets the good news the house is his. They got it. They're going to rent this house. Okay. Great news. At the time. Yeah. Sounds like, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. turns out because it's not good news. Because <laughs> so, he's on this podcast. It is the last good thing that ever happens to this guy. I would oh, yeah. So you've picked up on the pattern. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone <laughs> that shows up in this podcast gets proper fucked. And then it's the end of show. So. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Um. All right. So moving day arrives. And they're super excited and they, they load, you know, all their stuff into a truck and the dad is telling the kids, we kind of love this house. You know, we have so many more rooms and there's a yard we can play in and all these things. And the kids are really excited and it's very wholesome and sweet and wonderful. And they load things into the house and they're doing this and then, you know, everyone's feeling very joyous and jubilant mm-hmm. when suddenly a car pulls up next to the curb and someone sticks his head out and says, Hey, and you know, Stephen looks over and he's like, yes. And the guy in the car says, hope you get along okay here. And he drives off. Well, that's nice. I mean. It's nice to be welcomed <laughs> to a new place, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so that was unsettling, in, mm-hmm. but probably in hindsight. Like, they were like, oh, cool neighbors. Yeah. You know, sure. In hindsight, yeah. again. <laughs> Real oh, cool no one just told us that uh, this was going to happen. <laughs> so everyone knew and they didn't bother to tell us. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they unpack. Uh, and the house is, it's a normal house. Totally normal. Just mm-hmm. like your house might be. It was built, it was a house built, by the way, in the, th- I think this house was built in the 30s. Normal house. Uh, there is one detail that's kind of weird. 
Mm -hmm. And it's a fact that a lot of the doors inside the house, uh, like to the rooms and stuff, they had hook and eye uh, style latches on the outsides of the doors. So it's like if you wanted to lock someone into a bedroom, then you could lock it with a lock, right? So you try to keep something into a room. Uh Oh, that's... That's not good. So, okay, the, the, so there's two reasons why that's not good. I'm sorry, okay. maybe there's three. First reason, <laughs> first reason is the obvious. Um, mm-hmm. You know, bedrooms in general because of... Torture house, yeah. Yeah, fires and stuff like that. They lock from the inside. Oh, fire, oh, fire. Oh, right. non-ghost things, fires, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah of course. Da- yeah, exactly. Very dangerous, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but second off, uh, whoever rented this house to this person thought to themselves... This isn't. This isn't going to raise any red flags. <laughs> this is. This is totally normal for the area and the era. Um, yeah, locking well, people into their bedrooms. They thought, you know what? Actually, these locks are beneficial to whoever comes and lives <laughs> in the spot. So I'm going to leave them right like here. A, yeah, like I said, there 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 are three three ways it could go poorly there, and it uh, it's probably checking all the boxes. Although I have to say, um, so I no longer live there, obviously. But when I we we lived in our St. Louis house for a few years mm-hmm. recently. And we moved in. I did notice there was that there was um, a deadbolt lock on the basement door that was on the upstairs side of the basement door, so you could yeah. lock someone in the basement. Mm-hmm. And that struck me as very terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. I, with the, who did with the former owners? Like who were the locking in the basement until I had because we until I had a toddler mm. who could wander around and open the basement door. Then it was like, oh, she can reach the knob and turn it now, and you know, right. This is to keep children out of the basement right yeah so yeah. you know well yeah with the, the house we moved into the upstairs the door to the upstairs has a uh a hook and eye lock on it on the upstairs side of the door so that the stair- stairs go up there's a door at the top of the stairs and there's a lock on the upstairs side of the door um so you could lock I, yourself in upstairs you, you could lock yourself in upstairs so i guess the thinking would be if you had some sort of intruder they managed to get into the home and got all the way up to the top of the stairs. They would, they a, would a hook and yeah, a hook and eye yeah. lock would be a like, ah, God, like, ah, you know what? Ah, can't this get cur- through this. Yeah. This crowbar is not going to help me at all with this one right here. So let's just, so let's we need just a safe room. It's yeah. the, uh, the smallest lock possible. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. So maybe, maybe all of these things, maybe all Could of be. these things are true. Sure. Yeah. It's unsettling though, to see it on mm-hmm. like every room in the house is pretty weird. So Stephen clocks this. He's he notices this, and that it it seems strange to him. But like, what's what's he going to tell his kids? Like, oh, this is weird. I can lock you in your room now. You know, so he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't say anything, and the kids don't notice. Um, so it's fine. Now, um, the next day after the after move-in day, Stephen was putting up decorations around the house, and he's trying to make it feel homey. He's hanging some pictures. He's going around the house hanging these pictures. He gets to the living room and he's hanging a picture that's, um, it's a picture of angels. All right. That he's putting on the living room wall. Now, I don't okay. know if he's particularly religious at this point. I Actually, I do know that he was not. Actually, now that I say that, um, we'll learn about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but he thought it would look good in the living room because the living room had this really strange like crown molding that had cherubs in the corners. It was like a very old school style. Okay, that sounds nice. And he's like, let's put this yeah. picture of angels up here. It'll sure. it works in this room. It really yeah. it really ties the room together. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting for a decade to hang up this <laughs> creepy angel picture. And lo uh, and behold, thank God, finally. So he hangs it up. 
uh, puts a nail on the wall, hangs it on the nail, and he, you know, turns to leave, and the picture falls off the wall. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. He does it. Yeah. He, so he. He's, so ghost. <laughs> he's yeah. So he's 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 crappy at at, at nailing stuff to the wall. So, yeah, that's fine. So he hangs it up again, turns to leave the room again. It falls down again. Yeah, he puts good. it up a third time. Mm-hmm. Double checks to make sure it's up, and it's mm-hmm. up. He leaves the room, crashes to the floor again. <sighs> Maybe that he's very bad at carpentry work. Yeah, I mean, or, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging it back on the same nail. I mean, that's how this works. Yeah, so, that's true. Did that's he, like, true. Did he did, did he run a test like go back and get like a shitty like Thomas Kincaid hotel painting or something like that and hang it up there? I'm sorry, happened, shitty or? Thomas Kincaid. That's a. I that's, did say that, a shitty Thomas Kincaid hotel painting. Yes, I boy, did. Boy, that's a shots fired, huh? <laughs> Later that same day, his daughter, who again was the oldest of his three children, she was out on the porch and she was just kind of hanging out and playing and watching the street in front of the house. Mm-hmm. As you do point, in Union, Missouri. Yeah. There is nothing to do there. I want to <laughs> stress. I mean, yeah. So she's just out there and she's, just, you know, looking around and taking in the street. And she eventually, she calls her dad out there. He's like, hey, dad, come here for a second. And he comes out and she's like, look at this. Everyone crosses the street. Instead of walking in front of her house, they will cross the street and walk in front of her house on the other side. Like everyone's avoiding their house. Now, mm. my first question is, mm-hmm. how do you know that? Because no one is walking around Union, Missouri. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of pedestrian traffic. So you'd have to sit there a long time to see this, I think. But mm-hmm. this is, you know, this is Steven's, yeah. Steven's account. Yeah. Now, uh, if there was like wildlife that was like walking down the street like, boop, and was like, oh, fuck this. No. Yeah. I don't that, know. Maybe she be... thought deer were people. <laughs> the school system in Union, Missouri is... Mm pretty bad up and coming it's up and coming <laughs> i have a really good friend who teaches at the high school there and she's i don't think she listens to this podcast i bet we're gonna find out <laughs> pretty soon so uh so there you know anyone who walks around like they all seem to be avoiding the house it seems to be true mm-hmm. Stephen clocks that so we got the locks we got the mm-hmm. painting that won't stay on the wall of angels we've got um we've got the people who are just Avoiding the house. All a little strange, but nothing really. It's not like a thing. It's just like, oh, it's kind of yeah. strange. We didn't expect this. Mm-hmm. Two days after they move in, they get to work on the yard. And they have not had a yard before. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stephen maybe, but the kids certainly not. Like, definitely mm-hmm. not together. And they're kind it's of excited exciting. to do yard work because they're so right. stupid. Yard work is <laughs> yard work is the kind of thing that people only get excited about if they don't have any yard work to do. <laughs> uh-huh. And after a month of having a yard, you realize why everybody hates having one yeah you think we should go back to an apartment mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they start to work on the yard and one weird detail that i think is not at all important but i guess i'll say now because i'm remembering it is that they were they had to rake a lot of leaves even though it was summer like leaves don't typically fall in the summer but generally right I, you know i don't know hmm. so who, I, don't, I don't think the trees are haunted but <laughs> I, I could be wrong <laughs> Anyway, so they're out there, they're outside, they're excited to be doing yard work, Mm -hmm. and Stephen asks his youngest son, who I I couldn't get a good read, but I think like four-ish, four or five, I think is the youngest child here. Mm-hmm. He asked him to go get a hose out of the basement. So he's he's old enough to go get a hose out of the basement. It's not like um God, what's that new Netflix? Have you watched this show on Netflix that's um old enough? Oh no. Oh my god. 
God. <laughs> it's this, I don't know. Game show is the wrong word. It's kind of a reality show, and I think uh-huh. it, it might be Korean. But okay. they they ask two and three year olds to like go to the market to buy milk, <laughs> and they follow <laughs> these toddlers like trying to stay on task to go do these like really complex things. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking wild and amazing and hilarious and terrifying because I have a two year old and I just. <laughs> I get a lot of hand sweats watching it. Anyway, it's like it's like it's like the like those bored panda videos you see on Facebook. That's like this dog goes to the market to buy cigarettes for its master every yeah, day. It's exa- and you're like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. not gonna last very long. Except yeah. less successfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. The dog was like knocking it out. The dog was doing really well. Yeah, you don't you don't get on bored panda if it's your first day. <laughs> that's uh. <laughs> but the kid is definitely old enough to go get a hose out of the basement. So he mm-hmm. goes around to the back of the house. And he goes down to the basement, and a few minutes later, Stephen hears his son screaming, like oh horror movie level screaming. Like mm-hmm. never has heard someone scream with such terror as mm-hmm. his own child right now, which is you know horrific. Yeah. Sure, of course. So Stephen drops everything and he runs back around into the house, finds the kid standing in the kitchen near the top of the stairs and he's standing in a puddle of his own urine. Like he's wet himself because he's so scary. It's the saddest thing. Yeah. So Stephen sees this and he's, you know, terrified. He feels Mm. exactly like a father would feel. And he's asking like, what's wrong? What happened? And the kid looks at him and just like terrified. And he says... Something chased me up the basement steps. Oh. And again, something so real and terrifying to him, at least. Right. That he literally wet himself on the kitchen floor. Okay. So Stephen asks him for details about, like, he's like, what, what, what was it? What chased you? And mm-hmm. the kid says, and this is a quote from Stephen, supposedly mm-hmm. quoting his son. I don't know, daddy, but it was big. Yeah. If I heard Maple say those words to me, <laughs> I would burn this house to the ground <laughs> and start over. You can keep the deposit. Also, the house is gone. The um, house is gone. I took care of it for everybody. <laughs> terrifying. Terrifying yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Let okay. me guess. Let me guess. Like in all of these incredibly stupid ghost stories, they stick it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> They don't not stick it out. I mean, they, okay. don't, they don't leave right now. That's well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, you know, it's a it's a what what are they what are they call like survivors bias or whatever. It wouldn't be a very interesting story if right. like oh, and that's the end of it. They walked in, they left town, and then I guess maybe yeah, he wouldn't have written not. an entire book about this if that were the case. Which incidentally, he has written several. It, oh, wait, several? Yeah, how long? I think. He's written several books. I think two of them specifically about this haunting. Wow. Okay. Well, then that's worth sticking out for a few days. I mean, you got a book deal out of it. Oh, definitely. Well, I think they seem pretty self-published. But um, <laughs> speaking as a self-published author, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be very mm-hmm. clear. Good on him. But there's no there's no deal there. But there's yeah. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, so 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 the kid tells me it was big, and over the next week. Another weird thing happens. So it's just, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and all these things kind of, you know, on their own are like, they're nothing, right? Like kids, I, uh, well, think I they see I, things, right? They get scared. Like, I, you know. Yeah. I, the, the last one's not nothing to me. I mean, the, the last one, if I'm the kid. I mean, I'm if your like, child is urinating 
on the kitchen floor, like probably, you yeah. know, that's a thing that's, that's a, something yeah. has actually very much traumatized that child. For yes. Sure. Yeah. 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 But yeah, if, 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 if you guys stick around in the house after that point, that kid, you've kind of lost that kid. That kid's like, you know what? I'm clearly not the priority or the yard is clearly the priority. So huh. thinking a lot of thoughts now, I wonder what happened to this child. <laughs> I bet he's doing pretty great right now. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, we should have on the show next well, week. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going fine for the family. Mm-hmm. And um, over the next week, Stephen notices one other kind of weird thing that it's every time they leave the house, they'll come back because you live there. Right. Yeah. Um, and all the lights will be on. And he's like, kids, you gotta stop leaving the lights on we have to turn the lights off like we're gonna right. pay so much for these electric bills mm. um and he keeps having to talk with them and they're mm-hmm. like oh we didn't turn them off but like every time they leave the house they come back and the lights are all mm-hmm. on on the friday one week after they moved in mm-hmm. steven sent two uh the two younger ones the boys to the car um because they were gonna go somewhere and he mm-hmm. and his daughter went around purposefully and turned off every single light in the house he's like you're coming with me we're gonna turn off every light in the house Mm -hmm. you're going to verify it i'm going to show you how to do it because apparently you don't know how to do it yeah uh and they do so they turn off every light in the house together and they leave and they go do their thing that evening they come home every light is on that's not good it's not ideal it's not what you want and so steven's thought at this point is like the only explanation is someone has someone is in the house like there's a person who has broken into the house and it's just yeah, and it's just device, like right? hanging out and checking out all the rooms. Yeah. Someone's in the house like doing this shit because like someone has to be. Yeah. Maybe the landlord is like coming back in and going through their shit or something like that. Just, yeah. And the landlord suspicion. is a little, she's a little, she seems a little weird. She doesn't come off great in this story. So I could, <laughs> you know, I, I see where that would, that would make sense. You, you don't have a whole lot of heroic haunted house landlords in, uh, in American <laughs> media. I don't know if you remember, but. Well, it's capitalism, you know? Mm, yeah gotta gotta get that rent he he goes into the house he leaves the kids in the car and he goes into the house and he checks everywhere looking for someone like expecting Mm -hmm. to see someone but Mm -hmm. there's no one there all the doors are still locked there's no one there no there's no sign of anyone having been there just Mm -hmm. that the lights are all on Mm -hmm. doors are still locked whole nine yards yes so now he's starting to think like I don't think this house is okay. <laughs> but he goes down to the car and he tells the kids come inside and they do and they come in and they're there for a few minutes before his daughter tells him, daddy, it's cold in here. Mm-hmm. And Steven has been running, running around the house. Like he's, you know, he's, he's worked up a little sheen of sweat mm-hmm. going up and down mm-hmm. the stairs and sure. things. He's pretty warm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So he goes into the living room where she is. Mm-hmm. And he said it was instantly 30 degrees cooler. Like it dropped from hot to almost freezing. Like meat as soon locker. As he walked in the room. Like meat locker style. Yeah. Ooh. Like cold shivering, like cold in the room. Mm-hmm. So it's freezing. And this is the first time that he actually feels what he calls a presence. Uh, this Ooh. is a quote from Stephen from his first book. He said, quote, it felt like an electrical current running through my body, bringing tears to my eyes and bumps to my arms. <sighs> then it passed, and suddenly the room gets normal room temperature again, like very quickly, gets warm mm. again. So, again, things things are not going great at this house. 
Yeah, I mean, any one of these things is probably enough to set you off, and all of them within, like, before the, the second month's rent is due. Probably more than I'm willing Now's to Now's your time to dip point. out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, you, as a skeptic, if mm-hmm. you felt these things, mm-hmm. do you think you would leave the house? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that'd so? be one of these, like, better safe than sorry type deals. Like, okay. clearly, I'm not okay. in control of whatever's going on in this house. Yeah. Whether it be supernatural or not, or I'm not in control of it anymore. Yeah, or yeah, or electrical. Yeah. The HVAC is yeah. fucked, and I cannot live like this. Did Did you know that the floorboards in the living room hold a current? That's really bad. <laughs> it's yeah, not so, safe. Yeah, that really seems like a bad place to have your kids. You know, at any point. So yeah, okay. Yeah, probably would have like, gone. I honestly probably would have. Like stayed somewhere else after the something big chased me up the stairs thing. That's yeah. Shit I, out of to me, right me there. that's a big thing. Like the fact that the kids are registering this shit. Like mm-hmm. that's enough. Like mm-hmm. whether or not it's real. Like if the mm-hmm. kids feel it that badly, that feels like time to go. Yeah. But I also wonder. Like you, you they've probably signed a year long lease. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? You know. Yeah, you're, you're, this is the Midwest. You want to be polite. Yeah. You don't want to break a lease. So you're yeah. gonna stay there. Yeah. You know, it's Missouri. <laughs> Good old Missouri. Yeah, what's another 11 and a half months of this? Yeah. <laughs> no one's died yet. Probably they yeah. still won't. Yeah. <laughs> so that all happens. And suddenly it's, you know, it's quite clear that something is really fucked with this house. Mm-hmm. But they do not leave. They do not leave. They stay there. Um, two nights later, Stephen and his kids are in the living room and they're having a conversation because uh, Stephen has to go on a work trip next week. So he's going to be gone for a week and the kids are going to stay with their grandparents, Stephen's uh-huh. parents. And so they're just kind of like talking about logistics and Steven's kind of like, hey, everyone just, you know, so it's going to mm. be great. You're going to be with grandma, grandpa. I'll be gone for yeah. a week. But they got so much fun. You know, the, the conversation yeah. you have with kids. Yeah. And so they're in the living room and the three kids are sitting on a couch looking at Steven. Right. Mm-hmm. They're facing him. And he says, thank God in retrospect, because behind mm-hmm. them. In Steven's line of sight, he sees the ghost for the first time. Oh, my God. So he's looking at the kids. They're looking at him. He's mm-hmm. looking at them. Behind them, mm-hmm. this dark shadow figure walks into the room. And it's really interesting to read Steven's account of this because he, he it, it feels very much like a dad, slash, you know, like a parent yeah. thing where he's he sees this. He's mm-hmm. like horrified but needs to like be totally cool for the kids so sure they don't lose their mind right so keep that in mind as as we unfold the, what happened in the next couple minutes mm-hmm. he's trying to be cool for the kids mm-hmm. um so this 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 shadow creature mm-hmm. stalks into the room it's a dark figure it's in the corner of his eye and he he sees it kind of in his peripheral vision mm-hmm and he, it, from what he can tell, it's like a shadow man. He described it as, and this is another quote from him, mm. quote, solid in form, except there was a moving, churning, dark gray, black smoke or mist that made up his form. Hmm. It's like classic shadow person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. We haven't talked about them yet, but there are so many shadow people stories ahead. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, so, so he, he sees it, but like I said, it's out of his periphery. So he's, he's like, I, this is, you know, instantly in his head, he's like, I gotta, you know, he looks away and he's like, this is mm-hmm. just a thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he looks away and he kind of clears his eyes. He blinks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I'm hallucinating. And he looks up and he's like, the ghost will be gone. 
Mm. He looks up and it's still there. And so he's terrified. Obviously. It's still standing there. And so he like diverts his eyes. He Mm -hmm. like looks at the floor for a few seconds. He Mm -hmm. really like gets himself together and thinks like this is a hallucination. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. Takes some deep breaths. Really looks up again. Mm -hmm. It's still there. (gasps) This is a thing that's not leaving. He's fucking horrified. Yeah. And then the shadow thing begins to move. Okay. So this creature, it's in the family room, which is the adjacent room to the living room. So they're in the living room. This thing is in the family room. And it starts walking closer to the living room, Mm. walking toward them. Mm -hmm. And Steven is like, again, internally screaming. His brain is just like shrieking in terror. But he's got these three young kids here and he's trying to keep it together for them. And I can picture this perfectly. I, (laughs) it's like what a, it's, you know, it's what a parent would do. Mm -hmm. And he's watching this, like this dark shadow man walk toward them. He walks into like, basically like the threshold between the rooms Mm -hmm. stops and vanishes. (sighs) So Steven is freaking the fuck out. Obviously, yeah. He's not yeah. okay. <laughs> it seems like this house may have a ghost. Uh, yeah. Um, but again, he's trying to be cool for the kids. So he tells him, he's like, hey, 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 guys. I, You know what? Let's, let's go to grandma's let's now. Go, let's go get a soda and go to grandma's. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess, like, apparently the daughter, the older one, was like, why? you? We never go get sodas and we're yeah. going to grandma's tomorrow. Why are we going? He's like, nope, yeah. let's just, like, yeah. hey, what a yeah. fun trip. Let's go, you guys. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to go so, to grandma's. Let's just <laughs> go this instant. This poor bastard. He's, like, you know, trying to, like, get them to go out. So, And the two younger boys are like, oh, I love soda. Uh-huh. And they, <laughs> so they so they go out and the girl's like, I, okay, that's mm. weird. But, okay, let's go. So they get out to the door and he's like being calm and like, yeah, go get in the car and I'm going to lock up and I'll be right behind Mm -hmm. you. And just trying to be like very calm, even though he is just like fucking losing it inside. Mm -hmm. And he, he gets his keys, um, which were next to the door. They're on table next to the door. Thank Mm -hmm. goodness. And they all go out and the kids are walking to the car and he's being cool as he can be. And he closes Mm -hmm. the door and he starts to lock it. And as soon as he locks it, he hears, a loud, I mean, shrieking loud, painful scream of a man. As if there is a man in the house mm-hmm. screaming in excruciating pain. Oh, my God. And the whole family's out of the house. The whole family's right. out of the house. Yeah. But they can all hear it. Because Obviously, apparently yeah. it was so loud that dogs in the neighborhood, according again, according to Stephen, dogs yeah. in the neighborhood started going fucking crazy. Like, everyone could hear it for, like, houses around. Yeah. It was very loud. And so the kids are like, ah, what is happening? <laughs> and now Steven no longer feels the need to keep his internal cool. Yeah. He screams to the kids, get in the car. <laughs> Which, <laughs> again, very relatable, very yeah. real. Like, get in the fucking car. Mm-hmm. And they all run to the car. They get in and he just like peels out, tears away from the house. They're driving away. As they're leaving, the youngest boy, the one who had, you know, supposedly seen the thing in the basement yeah he's looking out the back window and he is terrified when he says daddy the basement monster is standing in the window and steven looks back and he sees a shadow in the upstairs window 
as if the thing is oh. looking at them leaving. Yeah. Now remind me because I may forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a photo of a shadow standing in the window. Oh, okay. So, all right. <clears throat> one problem I see at this point. Okay. One problem I see. Okay. All their shit is in the house. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no matter what you do, I, I imagine you have like some like some really nice cookware that you don't want to part with. And yeah, that's number one so, for sure. Yeah, yeah the Calphalon yeah. got to get yeah. it out of there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, like, yeah. um, that's probably my biggest concern at this point. Like, maybe you just, I mean, do you? So the flat screen is really <laughs> that's yeah. what you're concerned about. Yeah. Well, I mean, really. You know the flat screen is not going to be current technology in five years. You let that fucking go. But it's more a matter of how do you get back into the house to get this stuff? If it's me, if it's me, hear me out. Mm-hmm. Don't judge okay. me on this. <laughs> I will. Don't go judge on. me on this. Okay. I pay some movers, and I don't tell them any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you tell them, they're going to charge you double for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it, it's like I'm sorry, two men in a truck. You're gonna have the worst move of your life. <laughs> but the Calphalon is really important to get out of there, so I'm gonna yeah. need you to. Get, it's under the it's under the sink. Ignore but afterward, screaming afterward, yeah. you buy those movers a beer. You know, I, think, like, I think it's even you, Steven. Yeah, yeah, I think you tip them at least at least ten dollars after that. <laughs> <laughs> at least, yeah, you're a real humanitarian. You get it. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> poor, poor two men in a truck. Those guys are going to have the worst fucking day of their lives. They, and they may please, not survive. Please tell me this And really, yeah. it's nice because if they don't survive, mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about it anymore, right? If yeah. those, if the ghost kills them, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not great, but like at least like they don't have to live with the knowledge of the ghost. <laughs> you know, just, and maybe if they didn't finish moving out of the house, that's unfinished mm-hmm. business. So maybe they become their own ghost. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just imagining like, the renter's insurance claim that you try to file at this point. And they're like, and where's all your stuff? Oh, it's been taken oh. by a demon. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking in here and I'm seeing, uh, not really seeing an, an exact reference to that in my contract, but I think we mm-hmm. can both agree that, uh, that you need to pay this claim out because I'm not going back in there. You've raised several points that we're still going to get to. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> I really hope that a lot of this hinges around them needing to get back into the house to get something very stupid. Yeah. So they go to his to Stephen's parents' house, kids' grandparents' house, uh, and this was the plan anyway, right? Like they were mm-hmm. going to stay there because sure. he's going out of town for a business trip. Yeah. So they go and they stay the night there. They don't have any of their things, but they stay the night there because mm-hmm. because there's a very um, malevolent presence in their yeah. house trying to <laughs> consume them. So you make do. Uh huh. And they stay there, but in the morning, Stephen goes back to get their things. Exactly. Right. Yeah. right. Yep. They had basically sure. packed already. Mm-hmm. He had packed his stuff, the kids packed their stuff. So he goes back, mm-hmm. he grabs their things, takes them back, mm-hmm. um, brings them over to the grandparents' house. Kids are set. They mm-hmm. have their stuff. He goes just, on his trip. Yeah. So first off, I just not to interrupt, that is the bravest dad move of all fucking time right it's there. It's very good. Like going it's back very in. Very good. Going back in to get like the new kids on the block sleeping bag and everything. <laughs> well, it was, prob- it, it was probably like a maybe it was like a might have been in sync. Um, in two thousand one, in sync feels right. Yeah, yes. I think yeah. I think so. But like, yeah. c- c- can you imagine if you don't really know where the backpack is in the house at this point? And you're and you're like trying to psych yourself up on the front porch. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, 
I'm pretty sure it's in the hallway. If it's not in the hallway, it's it, like you're running into a fire. You run in the hallway and you run yeah. back out. Okay. Yep. Was it in the hallway? Was it in the hallway? Okay. Okay. Where is it? Where is it? Maybe it's in this room. Okay. We'll go. Uh, like, you're, like, like, like you're running into like a, like a house full of carbon monoxide. You're like, I'm going to take a deep breath as far in as I can. I know my time is very limited yeah. in this house. I have got to get in and out as soon as possible because I know for a fact I will die. Mm. And, and, and again, and you know, if the spirit were, were actually real, can you imagine what the spirit is thinking at this point? Just like sitting in a chair <laughs> in the parlor, just watching this, you know, nut job run. Fingers run like with tented the, together, just like yeah. tapping them like Mr. Burns. Like, mm, yes, mm, yes. This guy like holding his, like, like you know, taking a deep breath on the front porch and then running into the house and then running back out again <laughs> like every 30 ghost seconds. ghost is like sitting there like holding a... Mm-hmm. Snifter mm-hmm. of brandy, just like mm-hmm. <laughs> enjoying every second. Maybe behind behind the scenes, he's like moving the in sync backpack from room to room every time he comes back in. Just like, oh, maybe it's in here away. now. Mm, interesting. <laughs> oh. So Stephen goes back for the things. He gets them all, brings them. Kids are set. He goes on his business trip, and here's the thing. So he's gone for a week, right? He's out of town for a week. Mm-hmm. He's in like normal housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably a hotel. It's not haunted. Sure. And that week gives him some perspective. And he thinks, wow, I'm really blowing this out of proportion. (laughs) 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 Oh, I don't. (laughs) It's, it's hard to be on Steven's side. At it, this point in the story. I'm, <laughs> it is. And here's what I'll say. Like before I was a parent, mm-hmm. I would I would be like, Yeah, of course you go back to the house, right? But like yeah. it's really the kids thing that really gets me now being a parent. Like mm-hmm. that it really is interesting how that changes you. Now in this story, Steven is a parent. Yeah. <laughs> so he should be on that side of things. But he goes to the hotel and he and I but I this feels like something that most mm-hmm. people would do, like just rationalize what's happening because yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, you get the, back. Yeah. If, if you're if you're gonna say there's a ghost here, mm-hmm. that feels insane, right? Like it feels crazy, it feels it wild. Certainly like, sounds insane. Yeah. 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 Not to me, but to you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine I get it, but not you. Yeah. You go on the business trip, you're doing businessy stuff all day, you know, you're selling widgets or, you know, sex toys or whatever, and you come <laughs> back to the hotel at the end of the night and you're watching the hotel TV and you're like, you know what? Everything life is really normal. You know, there's nothing nothing weird going on here at all. Yeah, I bet. people I, are talking I, I, about I, TPS reports, not about the shadow people with mist swirling inside of them screaming into your yeah. ear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you don't think you could use a widget as a sex toy? It depends on the widget. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay, so so he's have he's he's like you know what this we all need more sleep mm-hmm. house in the house <laughs> in the house. <laughs> We'll probably get a lot of it there. It's going to be probably fine. Some of us might sleep there forever for a lineup. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> how much unfinished business do I have, and how much do I want to stay in this house for literal eternity? Uh, it's a hard thing to with weigh. this guy, who with clearly the, is not in a good guy. Mood. He's not great. We'll talk about him later. Um, but for now, Stephen decides to go back to the house. Okay. okay. He goes home. He gets his kids. He says, "Hey, good news." <laughs> <We're going back laughs> guess house. what? Guys. I guess. How do you have a conversation with your yeah. kids? Like, yeah. you know, I in generally speaking, kids tend to be much more, you know, accepting of 
insane things as insanity, right? Like they're not going to rationalize right. weird things. They're like, this is bad. Let's go. Yeah. yeah they yeah, don't they, have they, all the weird fucking baggage that we adults have. Yeah. Yeah. The, the youngest kid's not going to be like, maybe I did just blow the whole chase, getting chased up the stairs by a ghost thing out of proportion. Maybe it wasn't right. that big of a deal. Maybe I just peed on the kitchen floor for attention. I don't know. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> and then when so, we, and, and then when we all saw the monster. <laughs> right. In the window, maybe we were all blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't imagine what he must have told the kids to get them to go back to the house. But like, I guess all if lies. you're a kid, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. You have to yeah. lie to him at that point. Oh, no. I, Daddy went in there. He shot the he, he shot the ghost. It's dead. We're good. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> is that how ghosts die? Mm-hmm. Sure is. Lay down. I don't. Go to bed. I don't. I don't think that's how it works, Dad. <laughs> So what I, he, he tells them something to get them to go back to the house <laughs> and they go back and for a few days, everything is totally fine. Mm-hmm. The only weird thing that happened at first was uh, they get back to the yard work, you know, again, mm-hmm. taking care of the, the place. And there's a shed in the back of the yard. Um, that they hadn't, you know, and so Stephen goes in there to see if there's anything back there or maybe to, yeah. maybe to bring cool some of the back there. Yeah. Yeah. And he finds like a shit ton of things. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of equipment in the shed, like just a lot of different things that people have left over time mm-hmm. when they flood this house. Well, and so he's like, well, this is weird. <laughs> Why are there 17 leaf rakes in here? That's weird. <laughs> anyway, probably unrelated. There are three brand new cars here. That's weird. <laughs> so he finds all this stuff. And so he ends up calling the landlady to ask her, mm-hmm. you know, are these, like, can I use these or are these, like with the house or right. you know what's going on. Yeah. And she basically tells him like, Oh, well you can use them. I, they, they don't come with the house, but they, people have brought them and have left them behind. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why did they leave them behind? Do you mm-hmm. have any insight? And he straight up asks her like, yeah. has anyone who lived here before told you they saw a ghost? Mm-hmm. And at first she says, no, and he's like, are you sure? Because, you know, I, it sounds crazy, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, we had some weird things happening. Like, I'm just curious, like no one has, has thought about this as a haunted place. And the landlady says, well, there was a woman who claimed to see her father, her dead father here, but that, that's it. Hmm. So he's like, okay, well, that's maybe more of a personal thing than yeah, a ghost. You know, than, it's not what we're experiencing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Never mind. Different ghost. Yeah. Totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're good here. And he's like, well, okay, well, here's, he, you know, he kind of like reads off a list of things that are in the, in the shed. And she's like, well, some of those things belong to the woman. She did leave, um, not suddenly, but she left and she will not come back to claim them. <laughs> And he's like, well, why not? And she's like, I, who knows? <laughs> who can tell? <laughs> and furthermore, the landlady says, oh, you know, some of these other things that are in the in the shed. Mm-hmm. Well, those belong to a previous tenant who left pretty quickly one night and didn't come back ever. <laughs> so he just, he left a lot of stuff and that's mostly in the shed. <laughs> and the other 14 leaf rakes, <laughs> who are they from exactly? I, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like I have, I've really hit the bullseye like six times in a row with this story. I'm feeling pretty good about it. It's, it's everything you want, except it's everything that you expect from a ghost story, except that it's 
quite recent and this person is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. So he hears that and he doesn't love it. Like he's mm-hmm. like, well, yep. this is not good. Like I, there it seems to be a ghost, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know what to do. Um, he doesn't know where to like, where, where are they going to live? They don't, he, he, mm-hmm. he can't figure out. And this is, you know, 2001 is like the early days of the internet. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like, not like you can just go find like an Airbnb or something. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's panicking and freaking out, but this is, this is the only option they have right now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Cheapest house in town. I need, yes. the, I need the, for yeah. obvious reasons yeah. <laughs> now <laughs> for $225 a month. This is where I get to stay. Yeah. So he's like, I, I guess I, I don't know. He's basically, he's like, I don't know what to do. We'll mm-hmm. just, you know, we'll stay here till I figure it out, mm-hmm. which is a nice thought for about 24 hours. <laughs> Monday of that next week, it's evening time. Steven's on the phone with his mom. Mm-hmm. They're having, you know, they're talking. They seem to be very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids are all playing in in Stephen's bedroom, which is on the first floor. So Stephen's bedroom's on the first floor. The kids' actual bedrooms are on the second floor, but they're mm-hmm. all in his bedroom. I mean, he's outside of his bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, in I don't know wherever phones the hallway go. or foyer. Or something. It's been a yeah. long time. Yeah, hallway, I guess. <laughs> Kitchen sometimes. Um, he's on the phone with his mom. The kids are, are in his room playing around. So they're all on the first floor. Mm-hmm. That's important. Suddenly, Stephen, who's on the phone, hears like the kids are like rattling the doors. They're like, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's like, hey, stop. I'm on the phone. I can't hear anything. Like, yeah. please stop rattling the doors. And then kids do it. Kids do. And they start yeah. rattling the doors louder. Yeah, yeah <laughs> obviously, sure. Because they are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, seriously, like, stop. I'm on the phone. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. And the kids, they stop. Mm hmm. For one second. And then they're yeah. rattling the yeah. doors loud. You know, yeah. of course, they're doing anything. Mm-hmm. And it's so loud. Like, Stephen, like, is, you know, can't hear his mom talk. He's losing his mind. And he's about to, like, scream, like, stop fucking rattling the door. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's yeah. about to lose his mind. And as he's, like, taking his big breath in to do that, yeah. his daughter appears behind him. And she says, Daddy, I'm not doing anything. And he turns around. He's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were here." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been here." Be, he's like, yeah. "Well, it's the boys. Must be she the was, boys. Yeah, yeah. The boys are asleep." <laughs> and he said, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> and she said, "They fell asleep in your room. They're on your bed. They're asleep, and I'm here. I'm not rattling the doors." And then he hears the doors, fucking yeah. rattle. Yeah. yeah. So this seems bad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Instantly, he's like, "Ah, yeah. oh, shit!" <laughs> okay, here we go again. I guess. Um, the temperature instantly drops to again. He says another thirty degrees colder. Mm-hmm. So very cold, mm-hmm. right in the house, and also filled with a terrible smell that he described as indescribable, basically. Yeah. Um, but like based on what he talked about, like sounds like kind of a death stench, mm. right? So it's freezing cold all mm-hmm. of a sudden it smells like death and then the screaming starts again oh while they're so in the house in wow. the house so steven's on the phone with his mom in the hallway his daughter's right there his two boys are you know in his mm-hmm. room asleep someone in the house starts screaming mm-hmm. loud the room starts to shake the whole house starts to shake 
The screams are so loud. They are vibrating every surface in the house. Steven's on the phone with his mom. He screams into the phone, get here now. <laughs> We're leaving. <laughs> and this time, I think he means it. Yeah. And so he hangs up the phone. And as soon as he hangs up the phone, the whole house like really starts to like shake. It's like an earthquake in the house. Yeah. And then amidst all of this, again, like there's screaming happening. The daughter is like freaking out. Steven's mentally freaking out. The house is shaking. And amidst all of this, they hear boom, boom, boom. Something is coming down the stairs. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Steven's losing his fucking shit yeah. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Something's coming down the stairs. Huge thunderous footsteps uh-huh. and the, again still screaming mm-hmm. still like shaking big thunder steps on the on the stairs mm-hmm. his daughter is screaming now the other kids wake up because the house is shaking and there's yeah. you know screams happening wake up and everybody now, yeah and now they're screaming because that's what happens when you wake up to screaming <laughs> you scream when you're trying you know like of course so like everyone in the house except steven is screaming mm-hmm. But the shaking and it's rattling and it's boom, 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 and these big footsteps are coming down the stairs. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. Like it, the way he writes it in his book is, I mean, it's really terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so he picks up his daughter and he mm-hmm. like runs to the bedroom where mm-hmm. the he knows the boys are. And to do that, they pass the stairs. Mm-hmm. He does not look at the stairs. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Yeah, yeah there's like no a, good information you get from looking at the yeah, stairs. Exactly. At this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's nothing new that you're going to learn yeah. from there. And he says, as he as he passes the stairs, he sees he feels sorry mm. as he passes the stairs, he feels someone is staring at him coming yeah. down the stairs. Right, of course, gets to his bedroom again. This person is still coming down the stairs. The shadow mm-hmm. thing is still doom to doom. Uh, he he gets to the bedroom. He turns a knob to push open the door. Door mm. won't open. Mm. Now, all the locks are on the outside. Right. So the door should open. Right. There's no reason it shouldn't open. Right. But it won't open. The daughter is screaming. Like, she's, like, losing mm. her fucking mind. He's just, in, you know, again, internally just going fucking crazy. He's mm. slamming against the door. It will not open. He's banging his shoulder mm. against the door. It will not open. The house is screaming. Everything is, like, tw- like creaking and stuff their person is coming down the stairs still mm. he is in a state of absolute insanity <laughs> he is so <laughs> terrified mm. and his daughter is so terrified and steven is just like hauling his shoulder against the door he finally like, takes like three steps back like you know like a cartoon yep. character and runs forward and shoulders through the door it finally breaks open mm-hmm. um and the boys are in there and they're screaming and crying and he gathers them all up and they all they leave the house. Yeah. They get out the door. Mm-hmm. This is the time where they're like, maybe we shouldn't come back. <laughs> uh, yeah. You kind of figure you're definitely not getting the security deposit back after that door incident. No, so, no, they're not going to, we're not going to replace that. No, definitely it's gone not. now. My credit's already shot. I fucking, yeah. I'm just going to go and live with grandma for a little while. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So they get out of the house and they get to the sidewalk and they're like fumbling with the key. Like they get into the car yeah. mm-hmm. as they're doing all this. They're all looking back at the house. Cause they're, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the jig is up. Like everyone yeah. knows like this is terrifying. Yeah. And what they see is cause there are lights on the house and, mm-hmm. but you know, 
because they were in the house this time. It's they left right. the lights on, but the lights are on in the house, and there is a shadow figure moving from room to room mm-hmm. in a way that they say was very intentional, as if it were looking for them. Not good, huh? Yeah, I mean, probably would have left about four incidents ago at this yeah. point. Oh, so for I sure. mean, really hard to be on Steven's side <laughs> through all this stuff. Yeah. Well, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen continues making really good decisions for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. Now, you will be gratified to hear. This is the last night they stayed in the house. Like, they never stayed another night in the house. Okay. okay. So, they officially have moved out. Yeah. Um, this was the last straw. They're like, fuck no. We're, yeah. we're done. Yeah. And I think on the timeline, this is like four weeks after they moved in, which is pretty... Pretty quick, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, so no. So he he takes the kids out, like they never come back. He does go back to get their stuff. Mm-hmm. But he always brings another person from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Like who's that? Other Which guy? you're gonna want to do. Well, yeah. you're not gonna tell them. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? I I gotta go get a couple things for my house, but you wanna grab lunch? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh sure. Yeah, if I buy you a pizza and give you two thousand dollars, will you help me move out of this house? Yeah, I will. Why? Sure. Do you, why? Yeah. It's fine. Um, also, you're going to need to have a gun and a rope tied to my waist the entire time. <laughs> so, um, and uh, supposedly every person who went back with him because it took a few trips to get everything out. Sure. And it took different people because <laughs> once you went in, every single one of them heard either the screams. Or they heard someone upstairs on the top floor, like stomping right. around. Right. And they were like, I, I'm this no, I'm not coming back. <laughs> so Stephen reaches out to the Catholic Church to say, I think this is haunted. Kay. Can you do an exorcism or something? Because I and I I assume it's like if you can get rid of the ghost. Mm-hmm. We do have this lease and it's actually <laughs> a really yeah. useful space for us. So would you come check it out? But is it like a? But is it like when you get bats in the house? Like you don't you don't like kill the bats. You just make them go to a different house. You know, like that doesn't seem very responsible either. I'm sure the neighbors on both sides are like, no, that's where the ghost. So you lives. would like to kill the bats? No, I wouldn't like to kill the bats. But that's how you get bats out of your house. You just can't encourage them to go somewhere else that's you know mm-hmm. more habitable for them. Is that is that how the ghost thing works too? They have to like give him another place to go. Uh, I guess it depends on the ghost. Mm-hmm. I, and I mean, like when the Catholic Church gets involved. Oh sure. That point, oh sure. Well, we're going to talk about what happens is, when the Catholic Church gets involved. So, yeah. buckle up. <laughs> so he reaches out to the Catholic Church to ask them to like come and I I, I don't know what the impetus of the request was specifically, mm-hmm. but it resulted in a representative of the Catholic Church writing a. 156 page report 156 pages on the house and it's haunting and he as an instrument of the catholic church so therefore the catholic church itself Mm -hmm. the catholic church Mm -hmm. headed up by the pope in rome (laughs) the roman catholic church has officially declared this house to be haunted wow and I will tell you, <laughs> I know you're not a Catholic person. They don't do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they don't so have like, I, yeah, 
Yeah, they don't have like a quota where they're like, okay, we got to declare 10 things haunted this year. Exactly. And and usually they're like, okay, you know. And even like it it is not I mean, it's uncommon, but you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not unexpected that they will be like, "Oh, let's do an exorcism of this space." Mm-hmm. And get up. And they went beyond that to say, "This is a haunted place. Do not mm-hmm. come here." I mean, 56 page report. I mean, it sounds like a bit of a cop out. Would you like to hear some of the report, Patrick? <laughs> I, you know, I'm becoming less interested in hearing the report as we go through this, but um, you know, I mean, you would think it sounds like one of those things where you have to write a really long report if you couldn't figure out how to fix the thing. You know, like yeah, if you you're fix doing the length thing, over content, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like if you came <laughs> in like, and you fixed the you thing, you have to write an essay in college. You're like, well, I don't know, but I will write yeah. three times the number mm-hmm. of words that she's looking for. Exactly. Like if you show up with like the bucket of holy water and you throw it at the front porch, and then like the smoke goes out of the top of the house, and everything's cool, you're like, okay, <laughs> one page report. This was an easy one. I'm gonna get back on the plane. That's true. So, well, I I have read several pages of this report. Several. Yeah i yeah. i couldn't I couldn't bring myself to get through too much because here I want to read you some pieces of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this was from a report that is quote a professional evaluation of the Stephen Lachance case. The Roman Catholic Church Father Paul something his last name is redacted for reasons I very much understand. (laughs) Um, Here's a very small portion. This is one, this is the second paragraph of the report. I mean, second paragraph of the report. Keep that in mind. This priest writes, quote, there is a big red flag here that you probably do not see. Your wife and the mother of these children decided to divorce you. Why? First off, this has nothing to do with you or anything you did or did not do. Your wife says, and I want to be clear, this all happened post ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. But now th- th- this this is one of those logical tests where like not every divorce is caused by demons. Correct. Yeah. But <laughs> demons But demons do to cause every divorce? Yeah. I think that's right, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so... Um, you, your wife says she never wanted to be a mother, but she did this for you. That is a lie! Exclamation point. No mother who gives birth to three innocent children picks up and leaves you and them for this lame excuse unless something is driving, all caps, her to do this. Your wife was involved in something demonic and did not know how to get it out of it. To, did not know how to get out of it or handle it. The first clue that something demonic was going on was the birth of your daughter. You have described her birth as, quote, she poked her tiny head into the world and then immediately returned to her mother's womb, end quote. Even though I am not a medical doctor, and this perhaps uh, could be explained medically, (laughs) it can also be explained spiritually. In infancy, babies have little awareness or consciousness. However, all babies know when something is wrong. No, they don't. So, <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. Babies get circumcised all the time, and if and they like, knew cool. that was going to happen, they'd be like, "Fuck this! I'm not going to do this." I mean, the whole report is like this, where it's like, so your wife was. He goes on to like explicitly say your wife 
was inhabited by demons, and that's why you were opened up to demons. And I, w- I was not and expecting. You say, yeah, I was not expecting wife blaming to come out of this. this no, is interesting. Yeah, and it's this not is... just wife blaming. It's also his sisters. Like you, you know, have a. You used to be close to your sister. Now you're not. It's because she became demonic and opened you up to demons. And the reason you <laughs> saw ghosts in this house was because you invited them in by being open to demons because mm. of these mm. women in your life. And it's just, I mean, mm. it's, you know, now which which every part of it is exactly what you would expect. It's just so fucking was, stupid. Was it was this the was this the the years where we had like the Emperor Palpatine looking pope, or is this the <laughs> sorry. Oh, you mean Benedict? <laughs> yes, yeah, that one. Is that is that this year? Uh, I, I actually believe that was this year. <laughs> Let's see, Pope Benedict. Yeah, I'm gonna Google it. Began. Oh no, this is before. This really? was uh, Pope John Paul II. Oh wow! All right. Uh, but so that report is wild, and it's mm-hmm. again 156 pages, and it's like I didn't read all of it, obviously, but yeah, I read quite a few pages and it's all like that it's like here here's how the women in your life are responsible for what you've done mm-hmm. um and this report was sent to to steven and he read it and it was you know i who who knows what he thought of it but yeah it, it the very least it validated that this is haunted like they did make a a statement like your house is haunted mm-hmm. don't go back there mm-hmm. I, i'm imagining steven going through this report and just like flipping through the pages like yeah yeah, my wife. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know the. I know out, all this. Out, We're divorced. Out, yeah. I don't know if you. I don't know if you knew, but yeah, like I get all this. Okay, he's like flipping in the end. Like, where's the part where it like tells me, like what to do about this? I don't really, you know. Right. Every bad thing in my life is because of her. I get it. That's why yeah. I divorced her. Yeah, exactly. We, what What do I do yeah. now? <laughs> he's just scrolling through the whole thing on his laptop. Like, no, nothing, nothing helpful, nothing helpful, nothing helpful. Fuck him at the end. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so at some point, it is revealed that the ghost is the ghost of a man named Captain John T. Crow. Captain John T. Crow. It's okay. a pretty good name. It's pretty good. I know Crow some crows, is... actually. I know some crows from that, from, uh, from St. Louis. Do they bring you gifts? <laughs> it's funny because crows, the birds, like, bring people gifts. Do you know that? It's like a thing. Okay. It's a, thing, it's a thing crows do. They bring people <laughs> gifts if they like them. So his last name is uh, C-R-O-W-E. So I don't oh. think he was a real crow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Just like named after crow. one. Yeah. Yeah. He, John T. Crow, was the first captain mm-hmm. of the first Missouri militia during the American Civil War. Oh, God damn it. It always comes back to the Civil War. Motherfucker. Every single Every time. time. Every time. I first learned that and I was like, I don't I don't I don't think I want to learn more about this person because Missouri Missouri has such a terrible track record in being <laughs> of people good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of being good. <laughs> so uh but you know, tr- uh, um Missouri in the Civil War was technically a, a Union state. Right. Yeah, there yeah, were yeah, we plenty of yeah. Confederate sympathizers sure. in the state. Like it was a very mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. it was terrible. It was like a lot of like neighbor versus neighbor. Mm-hmm. But technically speaking, Missouri was a right. was a Union state. And so I was like, I I don't want to look this up mm-hmm. and learn that this was like some Confederate militia that they like mm-hmm. formed. Yep. Yep. But eventually I realized that for the 
for the for the benefit of this podcast, I needed to do that. I needed to get to the truth mm-hmm. for you and for all the people listening out there. Yeah, for both of them. Yeah, for all all four of you, <laughs> I needed to know. And so, what I learned is kind of a it's kind of a good bad situation. So the good news is <laughs> that the Missouri militia was uh, for the union. Oh, that's and good. that's good. That's okay. great. The the bad news is <laughs> they weren't like highly regarded as being good to Union soldiers, and they were kind of known for being really lenient to the point of being like basically in league with Confederate soldiers. Interesting twist. Yeah, not surprising. <laughs> I mean, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. It sucks, you know, yeah. and it they always were very- did. Yeah, so it basically, this militia was very willing to compromise. Yeah, that's good. It's a, it's a very genteel way of putting it. Yeah, like they um, got reprimanded a lot. Like not just this militia, but like all the Missouri militias got reprimanded a lot for, um, not doing their job basically. Interesting. Um, so that sucked. So, okay. so this how guy. Do they, how do they figure out it's this guy? Did he, did they like see a name tag or something at one point in the hauntings? Or <laughs> they said, "Excuse me, one one yeah. uh, before we leave the house, one second yeah. um, between screams, you... <laughs> can you please just do a wanna, first name?" I, I've got. Uh, what's your yeah. LinkedIn? I want to. I want to connect. <laughs> <laughs> well, they found out because um, the historical land records were were helpful here, and that's where this comes from. John Crow owned the land where the house now sits mm-hmm. um and w- the house obviously was built in the 30s like that's you know after his time there right. but the house is built on the grounds of his original house mm-hmm. and specifically it's built on the grounds where his slaves worked mm. now you may be thinking <laughs> wasn't he part of the union army <laughs> Why did he have slaves that's weird so technically, John Crow had no slaves mm-hmm. on paper. His wife, however, came from it was I don't it was his yeah. wife came from Tennessee or Kentucky, mm-hmm. and she had slaves, and she brought them to Missouri. So there's no documentation of him owning slaves as mm-hmm. a good Union captain, mm-hmm. but his house his his wife had a bunch and. He, I, this is not the best way to say this, but I don't know, I don't know, I don't know any other way to say it right now. He enjoyed the benefits of that. Yeah. And like, you know, if you have any better mm-hmm. ways of saying that, so I would love to hear it. So I can, at the beginning of the podcast, my thing and put your yeah. thing in. At the beginning of the podcast, I wasn't sure if I was on the ghost side. And now I'm definitely not on the ghost side. Well, that's good. <laughs> I think that's right. It's weird that you might have been on the ghost side when it chased a, I mean, I don't Toddler? like the dad very much. Away? Yeah, I don't like the dad very much. So yeah, dad's got some ghost, work to do. <laughs> the ghost is least consistent. So. That's true. That's true. You appreciate that. Well, now the ghost, maybe, um, maybe John Crow. So yeah, it's built on the slave quarters for his house, which he did not own, but his wife did. But he was like, I don't own slaves because mm-hmm. his wife did. But like, you know, obviously that's bullshit for so many reasons (laughs) especially in the 1800s um but the real kicker is the the story and some historical documents though not not like necessarily totally confirmed but like 
pretty much mm-hmm. understood to be true mm-hmm. is that John T. Crow's wife really fell for one of the slaves mm-hmm. in property and really exercised her passion for that slave with that person. You know there's, what I'm saying? There's not there's not a great way to put his wife any fucked, of that. The, fucked yeah. fucked the yeah. guy that she really wanted to. <laughs> and that's yeah. and you know what? Yeah. And that's great. And I celebrate that. Yeah, sure. Sounds like yeah. a great situation for everybody. Well, the person who didn't celebrate that was John T. Crow himself. And so there the 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 general understanding slash speculation, again, mm-hmm. would be very fair to his estate, I guess. <laughs> so, um he learned of this and then murdered her and then mm-hmm. also all of the slaves on the on the property. Boy. Yeah. That's <clears throat> yeah, pretty cool, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. So cool guy. Not you love to have that one fighting on the good side. Uh, so the question is, you know, that a lot of people come and say, like, this is the ghost of of John Crow, mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. upset about how things went. I It seems also could be the ghost of any of the people he had murdered on his property. <laughs> um, but anyway, so now that the house has been converted to a dog kennel and it's all fine. End of podcast. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. So Stephen wrote that in his in uh, one of his uh, his blogs about this. He, mm-hmm. That it was <laughs> kind of. I didn't see actually any evidence. So I I Google searched the address of this place and I saw mm-hmm. it. It's the house is still there, and mm-hmm. it's in a place that I know very well. Like I'm sure I've driven by this house, mm-hmm. you know, or at least in close proximity, many 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 times in my life. Um, it did not register in google maps as a dog kennel but certainly it could have changed in the last you know 20 mm-hmm. years like mm-hmm. now did you did you cross reference this against like um haunted fucking dogs <laughs> well, over the uh I just the last like, 20 years dogs are famous for being good at mm-hmm. going crazy when there's a ghost yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It seems like dog kennel is the absolute worst <laughs> thing to make here which could explain why it Apparently no longer it exists. No longer. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you Google search it, it's anything other than like smoking hole in the ground. It's probably going to be <laughs> unsuccessful as whatever it's trying to do. Correct. So I have to ask you now. Mm-hmm. We could end this here or <laughs> we could talk a bit about the ghost hunters who have explored this space. What oh. do you want to do? We are at about an hour and a half. <laughs> I think that's. That's probably good for now. Okay. I don't think I don't think my I can actually have any more whiskey. Yeah, that sounds good. So, um, pretty good shape. Hey everybody, it's Clayton. Uh, that was a boy. That was a that was a real journey, wasn't it? That was a whole thing. Listen, so we t- kind of teased uh, at the end there that there is more to this story, sort of. If you would like to hear that bit, the Ghost Hunters bit, we could do a ghosty of that, but um, we'll, we'll only do it if people are interested in hearing it. So if you are interested in hearing it, let us know. Reach out to us. Well, reach out to me, I guess. I don't want to put Patrick on blast. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at ClaytonSaurus, like a dinosaur, but a Clayton version, ClaytonSaurus. And let me know if you want to hear more of uh, of the Ghost Hunters in the Union 
um, Screaming House, we will be very happy to do a little bonus ghosty of that. Just keep me posted. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>